Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next 25 minutes, we're going to learn about why it's important to share the gospel. As believers, we talk a lot about the gospel of Jesus, but for many of us, we're not familiar with what this term actually means biblically. Today's message is part of a study from our mini-series titled, What is the Gospel? And if you'd like to take some notes today, be sure to download Rabbi's Study Guide from our website. You'll find it at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now let's get started with his message, Why Do We Need the Gospel? Here is Rabbi Schneider. What exactly is the gospel? Let me say it again. Many of us, we hear the term the gospel, we just think we understand it, but we've never really thought about it, some of us. We've never really asked ourselves the question, what exactly is the gospel? We know the word means good news. The gospel is good news. But what exactly is the gospel? Jesus said, this gospel shall be preached to the ends of the earth and then the end shall come. What did he mean by that? I think the truth is that for many of us, if we ask ourselves, well, what exactly is the gospel? I think if we're honest, some of us will have to answer, well, I kind of know what the gospel is. I, I know it's something good, but we don't fully understand what the message of the gospel or the good news is. So on today's program, we're gonna be going to the book of Romans, the most in-depth theological treatise in the entire word of God, and we're gonna start at the beginning of the book of Romans to identify the message that Paul preached so that we can understand more thoroughly, beloved ones, what the gospel, not some self-help program, no, what did God mean when he used the term through the scripture writers, the gospel? You see, Paul said the gospel is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew and the Greek. So we're gonna to go to Paul's writing today and we're gonna identify the key statements in the book of Romans that will highlight for us, that will come up out of the pages of scripture so that we can more fully understand what the good news, what the gospel is, and we can understand the message, beloved one, that you and I need to carry into the earth. Once again, Jesus said, this gospel should be preached to the end of the earth and then the end shall come. So if we wanna understand the gospel and the message of Jesus, we've gotta to go to the beginning of the book of Romans. How does Paul start out his preaching through the word of God in the book of Romans? By using the word of God to convict humanity of their sin and of their separation from God. In order to fix the problem, you first gotta know what the problem is. If you want somebody to buy into the solution, they first have got to know that they've got a problem. And so Paul, once again, in the most thorough explanation in God's word of the gospel, Paul begins his writing by telling us that mankind is separated from God, that the wrath of God is upon mankind due to sin. 
But the reality is, the gospel is the most contemporary message in the planet and forever will be on this side of glory. And so we're gonna go first of all to the book of Romans, chapter number three, verse 10 through 12. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but God's word, beloved ones, abides forever. Hear the word of God. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one, no one, he said, no one who understands, and there is no one who seeks for God. So Paul is painting a very grim picture of humanity's existence on the planet. He says, we're separated from God. No human being is really good. You know, I was watching on the news last night, just as an example of this, a major political candidate from one of the mainline parties ran into significant problems. And the other party that had been attacking this one that had fallen into significant heartache, the other party that had been attacking this one was acting so sad, oh, it's such a sad day for America. Deep inside, they had been going after this political figure for years, looking for his demise, trying to bring about his downfall. Then when they finally were able to bring him down, they said, oh, it's such a sad day for America. I feel sad today. Beloved, the way they were acting was so different from where their heart really is. It was such a false countenance that they were painting. This is what Paul says, all humanity is in a defiled state that there's no one that's good. People act like they're good. We think people are good. But Paul said, in reality, when compared to the truth, to who God really is, he said, no one is good, not even one. And there's no one who understands. There's no one, he said, who seeks for God. In the natural condition, man does not seek for God. In the natural state, no one understands and no one's seeking after God. People seek to use God. They pray to God to relieve them of their pain or to bless them. They turn to God for help, but no one, Paul said, is really seeking God for God. They're just seeking to use God for themselves. Paul continues in the 12th verse, all have turned aside. Together, he's talking about you and I, all of humanity, they have become useless. There's none who does good, not even one. Do you remember the person in the New Testament that came to Jesus and said, good teacher, good master? And Yeshua responded back to him and said, why do you call me good? He said, no one is good but God alone. Paul continues in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the first thing that Paul does is bring conviction upon humanity. The first thing he does is help you and I, the entire planet, every human being alive. The first thing he does is to try to bring us into the revelation and realization that none of us are good in and of ourselves, none of us deserve anything, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are in this state of separation. All of us are bad in the natural condition. Remember the book of Ephesians says in Ephesians chapter two, that you and I, before Jesus saved us, were by nature, Paul writes, children of wrath, even as the rest, 
indulging in the lust of the flesh and of the mind. See, natural man that has not been born again, that it's not birthed of God's spirit, that doesn't have God's spirit living inside and having done a transforming work from the inside out, natural man is living in hostility towards God. He is in opposition to God. You might not know this. In other words, not everyone feels like they're a bad person, but the reality is mankind in the natural state views himself as independent or autonomous from God. So mankind in his fallen state, in his state of separation, in his broken condition, feels like they're independent of God. They choose to do with their life what they wanna do. They don't wanna live life subjecting themselves to God's will, but natural man, before they're regenerated by the Holy Spirit, they basically, they wanna do what they wanna do. They wanna say what they wanna say, do what they wanna do, think what they wanna think, make their own moral decisions about what's right and what's wrong. And that's the culture that we're living in today. Paul says, the world is corrupt and is guilty before God. And he says, the penalty for living in this state and the penalty for existing in this state of hostility towards God the state of autonomy and separation and independence of God. Paul says, the penalty for this is death. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says, Rabbi, text me. Or you can text the keyword rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. So he says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, death. Remember, God said to Adam and Eve, the day that you eat from the tree, you shall die. Now, some have wondered, well, what happened? Because the day that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree that the Lord commanded them not to eat of, warning them that if they did, they would die. Some have wondered, well, why did they not die the day that they ate from the tree? But the reality is, the day that they ate from the tree, they did die. They died spiritually. As soon, beloved, as they ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, as soon as they did that, they felt naked and afraid. What happened? They lost their connection with their creator. Spiritual death was immediate and physical death set in so that they eventually died. So the truth is, is that when someone sins against God, and there's many definitions of sin. Many of you have heard the definition, sin is to fall short of the mark, which is an accurate definition. But to help you understand perhaps in more contemporary language, when a soul makes a decision to think 
act or feel in a way that is contrary to God's nature, immediately when God is going this direction and a soul goes this direction, a break takes place. And once that break takes place, there's separation. And as soon as separation takes place, death sets in. And so you and I were actually born in to a sinful state. This is what the Bible teaches. That because Adam's sin, everyone that was born after Adam inherited his nature and was born in to a state of separation from God, even as it was with Adam after he sinned. So Adam ate from the tree, he sinned, spiritual death set in, and the scripture teaches that because he is humanity's divine representative, all that have been born through his line, which is everybody that's ever been born into the planet, has been born into a state of separation. In other words, we have inherited Adam's plight. We've inherited Adam's sin. Not only are we born separated from God, but beyond that, we're even born with a sin nature. In other words, we're born with a nature that is independent of God, not fully aware of God, and we do what Adam did after he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He began to think for himself and decide for himself what was right and what was wrong. So God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Even as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, saith the Lord, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so forevermore now we're born into this state of not only having a sinful nature, because now we've inherited the consequences of their actions, but also we're born into a state, beloved, where we will perish in the darkness unless we repent. And I'm gonna get into this more fully and turn to our creator. We're gonna get into that as we continue our journey through the book of Romans. So once again, Romans 6:23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's think about it. We're asking ourselves the question, what is the gospel? And a lot of people's understanding of that is very superficial. They think, oh, the gospel is good news. That's all they think. It's good news. It's a good thing. They know some gospel songs. They go to church. They sing. They're happy. They think that's the gospel. But in reality, to understand what the gospel is, we need to come to grips with the fact that the first message of the gospel, according to God's word, is that mankind, humanity, that includes you and I, have the penalty of death upon ourselves due to our sin, that there's none good, no, not one, that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And the penalty for you and I, even just being born as a prodigy of Adam, is eternal separation from God. But God didn't leave it there. And that's the good news of the gospel. The wages of sin is death, but... That's the word right there. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if I left the message just that, you know, hey, listen, you guys, we're all condemned. You know, we're all sinners. We're all ugly. If I left it there, that's not the gospel. That's just point A of the gospel. The gospel continues in Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even though mankind, you and I, were born guilty before God, David said, the king of Israel, David Melech, he said, in sin my mother conceived me. 
He was born a sinner. And the wages of sin is death, separation from God. Once again, Ephesians 2 calls humanity being born in the flesh as children of wrath. In other words, our nature is hostile to God's nature. We seek after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life in the natural. But even though we were guilty before God, defiled, sinners by nature, get this, our creator is still fond of us. He still loved us. And so Paul continues on after bringing a word to convict humanity of their need but by saying, but why we were yet sinners. God, the creator, demonstrated his love towards us through Christ Jesus and sent Jesus to die in our place. So consider what I just said in light of the fact that many people that you know and that I know, they think that if people go to heaven when they die, all they need to do is be a good person. And some of you, when you talk to your next door neighbors that don't believe in Jesus, but you, you think they're good people because they're nice to you, you think, I don't believe God would send them to hell when they die. They're good people. I, I think it's all, I think what's really important, many believe, is just to try to be a good person. And if someone tries to be a good person, then, you know, I, I'm not going to say that they would go to hell. But that's not the gospel that's written in the Word of God. The gospel in the Word of God is that you and I, and all mankind are guilty before our Creator. And that the only remedy for this condition, the only salvation from it, the only redemption there is, is to turn to the one whom the Father sent to die in our place. The message of the gospel is there's one God and there's one way. And Christ Jesus is the way. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're going to continue this, but I want you to hear me today. Maybe you're listening today and you've never repented. What does that mean? To repent means to turn to God, to receive his good news, to receive his advice, to recognize that you're guilty before him. Think about all the selfish thoughts you've had. Think about the wickedness that's come from your mouth at times, the gossip. Think of the way that you've talked to your husband or your wife or your children. You're guilty before God, but God loves you. And so we sent Yeshua, his son, to die in your place. And all you and I have to do is repent. We need to turn to Jesus and say, I am sorry, God. I hear your truth. I receive your words. I turn to you and I receive your free gift into my life right now. I receive Jesus, the one that you sent to die in my place into my life right now. And I give you my life. I turn to you to live for you. And now I ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, 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 to save me. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Today, Rabbi has been talking about the gospel and why it's so important to share the good news. And if you'd like to share this message with a friend or to download the study guide for it, then let me invite you to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. On our website, you'll be able to subscribe to our daily podcast and hear any of our programs that you may have missed. And you'll also be able to catch up on Rabbi's latest books, articles, and study guides. We've got a lot of Messianic content to help you navigate your faith walk, including learning about all the different ways you can support this ministry right now and in the coming year. And to share a little more about that, here is Rabbi once again. While the gospel needs to continue to go forth with a clarion call, Paul spoke about the word needing to go forth like a trumpet, like a bugle sound, so that people could clearly hear it and recognize it. We're living in a time where the gospel in many fronts is no longer clearly being preached. What is happening, as you well may know, beloved, is that there's another gospel being preached that Paul warned about in advance needs to be rejected. I want to thank you that believe in this ministry and are financially supporting it. Without your help, I can't continue to preach the good news of King Jesus all over the world. If you're being blessed by this ministry, if you believe in it, if the Holy Spirit is bearing witness with your heart right now that other people need to hear it and they need to hear it, beloved ones, through me, I want to ask you, if you've never done so before, would you please make a financial offering to the Lord through this ministry? I need your help. Without your help, I can't do it. Together, beloved, we're making a difference and souls are being saved. To give a gift of any amount today, call us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or give a financial gift online when you visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We've also made it easy to financially support us online as well. When you make the decision to support us financially, you'll have several ways of giving to choose from. So pick the one that's best for you and your family. You'll find these opportunities and more online. As our way of saying thank you for your one-time gift of any amount or your monthly partnership, we'll send you a copy of Rabbi's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. And for those who are new monthly partners, we'll send you an authentic shofar handcrafted in Israel with the finest craftsmanship. And if you'd like to stay connected with us and get the latest ministry news and updates, be sure to sign up to receive our Seeds of Revelation devotional. This free weekly email is delivered automatically to your email inbox every Friday. So sign up today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com and start receiving this invaluable resource. And then as we head into the holidays, if you have some extra time, connect with us. We're available online 24-7, or you can send your card or letter in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. Now let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider shares what the gospel is and how you can share it. That's coming up Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.